You're listening to the Rent Roll Radio Show with Sterling Chapman. Hey, Rent Roll Radio listeners, as always, I'm your host, Sterling Chapman. Today, we're joined by a super special guest. Um, super excited to have him here. We have the one and only Rod Cleath. Rod, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks, Sterling. Let's have some fun today, brother. Absolutely. For those listeners of that don't know you, can you please tell us your story? Well, I'm going to go back a ways because I think it'll lend framework to um, what I think we'll enjoy talking about today. So I immigrated this country uh, when I was six years old uh, with my brother, Albert, my mother's Vancha. I was born in the Netherlands, you know, wooden shoes, windmills. And uh, we ended up in Denver, Colorado and really struggled when I was young. Uh, I remember eating expired food because that's all we could afford. You know, we drank powdered milk with our cereal in the morning, which which isn't as good as it sounds. Uh, we had, you know, to wear clothes from the Goodwill and the Salvation Army all the way through junior high school to lied about my age. Got a job at Burger King when I was 14 because I was tall. And so I could buy my own clothes and ultimately buy a car. And, um, you know, maybe you've got listeners that had harder than we did or maybe have it harder now. But I, t- I knew I wanted more. And luckily, my mom had an incredible work ethic. So she babysat kids so we'd have enough money to eat. And she was a bit of an entrepreneur with her babysitting money. She actually invested in the stock market successfully. And she also started buying real estate. Well, her first property was right across the street from us when I was uh, 14. She paid about 30 grand. And when I was 17, she told me she'd made uh, $20,000 in her sleep that had gone up in value $20,000. And I'm like, what? You made 20 grand? You didn't do anything? I'm like, I'm getting into real estate. So I got my real estate broker's license and, and, um, uh, which you could do back then with education. Uh, I was actually a broker. I wasn't just an agent and uh, they got smart. Now you need some experience to be a broker, yeah. but uh, I was a broker and, and I uh, started selling real estate. Well, my first year in real estate, I made about eight grand, maybe 10 grand second year, <laughs> 10, maybe 10 to 12 grand. So this is 1978, 1979, but my third year, I made over a hundred thousand. So uh, you know um, and that was 1980. That was decent change back then. And So what happened between year two and year three that caused me to 10x my income? Well, what happened was I met a guy, in fact, I was dating his daughter that taught me about the importance of mindset and how your mindset and your psychology is really 80 to 90% of your success in anything. And, um, you know, only 10 to 20% is the mechanical information you and I teach on our podcast. It's, It's really, you've got to take action with what you learn. If it was just knowledge, there'd be a bunch of wealthy librarians and college professors. And it's the do, it's the, it's the push through fear. Push through I've, analysis paralysis. I've heard if, if information was the answer, we'd all be billionaires with six packs. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's kind of funny that you say that. I'll, I'll, that, I'll circle back to that in a second because it is funny. Um, but uh, um, yeah, and I lost my train of thought. It's never pretty when you're old and lose your mind. Anyway, so fast forward to today. I have, um, you know, I've owned a couple thousand houses that I've rented long term. I've owned thousands of apartment units. In 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. And you're like, wow. And I was like, wow. And I thought I was a freaking real estate god. Okay. I thought, I mean, my head got so big, I could barely fit it through a door. And you know, when that happens, God of the, God of the universe will give you a nice little smack. Well, that was 2008. I lost everything in 2008. I lost $50 million conservatively in 2008. And so one of the things I enjoy talking about is the mindset and psychology it took to have 50 million to lose in the first place. And maybe more importantly, the mindset it took to recover from that. So, you know, people jumped off buildings back in the Great Depression, killed themselves in this last contraction we had, you know, for losing less comparatively. And and so um, would, would be uh, an honor to drill down on that if you like a little bit. 
Absolutely. Love. To All right. That. Well, let's let's talk about it, because that's actually the question I get most often. How did you recover from losing 50 million bucks? I will tell you, it sucked. OK, it was not fun. I mean, you know, I was I was under a rock for a few months feeling sorry for myself. But there were several things that that I was exposed to that really helps. First thing is, you know, I knew that I had to reassociate with my goals. I had to reassociate with what I wanted and why I wanted it. And um, and so, you know, if you come to one of my boot camps, you'll notice the first thing we do for the first hour and a half, as you know, you've been to one is goal setting, because how the heck do you get anything if you don't know what it is that you want? Right. And uh, and so um, I'd like to describe that process very quickly for your sure. listeners, because, you know, I do have a boot camp coming up, by the way. I know there's not short notice because I know this is going to air like a couple weeks before, but I've got one coming up December 3rd, 4th and 5th in Orlando. It's the only live one that I'm doing a year now because it's me for three days. It's not a sales pitch. I don't have a bunch of people coming in to sell stuff. It's just literally me teaching this business. I talk about my coaching for about 30 minutes in the three days. Rest of the time is all content. And I've had thousands of people attend. And you know, the only complaint I ever get is the room's too cold or the food sucked or something <laughs> like that. But but uh, but anyway, so I'll, I'll tell you guys, if you're listening, how to, how to come to that, if you'd like uh, for a fraction of what it costs on my website. Um, so I'll give you a hell of a deal if you're interested. But but anyway, the first thing we do is goal setting. So if you have the ability to take some notes, take some notes real quick, um, and I'll describe the process to you. And if you aren't able to make my boot camp, if you ping me on any social channel, um, I did this on on January 2nd of this year. I did it on the first year before, but January 2nd was a Saturday. I did it on Saturday, January 2nd with music, you know, professionally done. You can download this guide to use while we're going through this process. It's free. If you if you DM me and say, send me the goal setting link, I'll send it to you and, and I'll guide you through this, which is really an awesome process to do with your spouse or if you've got a kid that's say over 13, 14 years old to, to do their goals. It's just incredibly powerful. But let me describe it real quick. So what you want to do is you want to pick an hour when you have a lot of energy, you want to make sure you're well hydrated, drink water, don't do it right after a meal and sit down and write down everything you could ever possibly want in life. Not just the New Year's resolutions that are uh, that are historically forgotten by January 17th. You want to write down everything. So a big things, little things, all the stuff, houses, cars, boats, jet skis, planes, how much money you want in the bank in three years and maybe again in 10 years, how much cash flow you want from your investments, say in three years and 10 years you know, and take the lid off your brain. Don't limit yourself. Imagine if you write it down, you're going to get it. Um, you know, if you want a private island, a jet, a yacht, write it down. That starts the process. And those of you who are analytical, you know who you are. Don't stop and analyze your answers. Just keep writing, okay? You can always scratch it out later, but, but you want to keep your momentum and really keep your energy high and just write down everything. You know, also write down you know, the things you want to do in this lifetime, you know, um, your bucket list stuff, maybe you want to climb uh, Mount Everest, or you want to jump out of a perfectly good airplane, which I did a few <laughs> years back, and I'll never freaking do again. But but, um, you know, so all that stuff too. you maybe you want to, you know, your travel list where you want to travel, I've got a travel vision board behind my green screen here, you know, uh, so all that stuff. And also write down everything you want to learn in this lifetime. So it's not just the stuff, it's everything you want to do, be or have. Okay. And so what do you want to learn? Uh, maybe you want to learn a foreign language. If you want to learn multifamily, for God's sakes, come to my boot camp. But you know, whatever it is, write that down. Then lastly, write down who you want to help. 
Why? Because we'll do more for others than we'll ever do for ourselves. And this is the fuel. This is the fuel to get you off your butt, to get up early, to stay up late, to work Saturdays, to grind for a few years like most people won't. So you can live the rest of your life like most people can't. So, you know, be, be diligent and really write down everything you can possibly think of. Big things, little things, things you want to do for your family members. Um, you know, I bought my parents a house here in Florida on a canal uh, car, took them on cruises, you know, write down what to, who you want to do things for. All right. Now, once you can't think of another thing, pick your number one goal. That goal, when you get it, you're like, oh my God, you know, you've arrived when you achieve that goal, that goal, put that on a separate sheet of paper. And if there's two or three equally exciting, just pick one. It won't matter for what we're going to do next. Then pick your top three one-year goals, put those on a separate sheet of paper. So you've got four goals. And at this point, you're ahead of 99.99% of the people on the planet like I say, that do a New Year's resolution, that's never, it never happens. But there's a couple more quick steps. You need to write down underneath each one of those goals why it's an absolute freaking must to achieve it, okay? And, and you want to use emotionally charged words. Words are so powerful. So use words like amazing and incredible and beautiful so I can show my kids what amazing success looks like. So I can show my wife what it means to live a life of unbelievable abundance. So we can have incredible freedom, freedom to do whatever we want, whenever we want, wherever we want. You know, whatever's going to juice you, write that down, okay? And put, put, it, put wise underneath each goal. Once you got finished with that, I want you to put some pain in there and make it freaking hurt if you don't achieve the goal. So I don't fail my kids. So I don't fail my spouse. So I don't live a life of regret. You know, um, there was this nurse in Australia. I know you've heard me say this before. There was this nurse in Australia, as you know, Sterling, that was a hospice nurse that um, counseled patients when they were about, well, took care of patients really when they were about to die. And she asked him a question. And the question was, do you have any regrets? She wrote a book about it. It's called The Five Regrets of Dying. Her name's Bronnie Ware. You know what the number one regret was? Not living the life I could have lived, living somebody else's life, not doing what I know I'm capable of. Guys, I can't think of anything worse than that. You know, if you're caught in analysis paralysis, for example, and, and uh, you know, here, I would say this to you. Don't be in the same place a year from now that you are right now unless you freaking love where you are right now, right? So no regrets. All right, so you've got your, 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 your whys written down. The last thing is get pictures of your goals. You know, um, I'll give you some examples or make declarations to people that aren't going to um, try to diminish your goals. So I'll give you some examples. Um, the actor Jim Carrey, when he was flat broke, wrote himself a check for $10 million. And that's how much money he made for Dumb and Dumber. The singer Demi Lovato, when she was unknown, posted on social media, one day I'm going to sing the national anthem in the Super Bowl. Go watch the one before this last one. See who sang it. Um, me, I'll give you some personal examples. You know, back when I was uh, 18, I figured I needed a four-door car to show people houses. And I got this freaking bone-ugly Ford Granada, piece of <laughs> crap. Bench seat in the front, just a piece of you-know-what. But I worked for a guy that that had two Corvettes and the guy that's telling you about that I, that, that I dated his daughter and he let me drive one and I'm like oh my god this is freaking awesome so I got a picture of a Corvette out of a magazine this is before the internet had even been thought of yet and I got a picture out of a magazine I put on the visor of that bone ugly Granada so every time I sat in it, it was right there in front of my face within a year or two I had a Corvette I'll give you some other examples but please know in all of these situations I'm not trying to brag I just want to let you know what's possible. Um, oh, you know what? I forgot one really important piece. When you're doing your goals, 
that you did I did I mention to put a time limit on each goal? I don't think I did that. You need to put how many years it's going to take you to achieve that goal. And 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 I, I missed that part. So so when you've written your goals, put a number by each goal, how many years it's going to take you to achieve a one, three, five, even a 10 or a 20, recognizing that as human beings, we will overestimate what we can do in a year and massively underestimate what we can do in five, 10, 20 years. And I just realized I forgot to mention that. So when you pick your number one goal, you do, you do that before you pick your number one goal. And then, and then again, you pick your top five, uh, top three, one-year goals. Um, and, you know, an example of um, underestimate what, what you can do in say 10 or 20 years, I'll give you a personal example. And again, I want to let you know, this is not me bragging. I just want to inspire you. Okay. Very important that, uh, that you recognize that. In fact, you can just replace what I, these examples from my personal life with whatever is important to you. Uh, but, you know, back when I lived in Denver, I knew I wanted to live on the beach and there's no beach in Denver, but I, I, <laughs> I, I visualized the beach and I visualized the surf and the sand and the waves. And 20 years later, I built this incredible mansion on the beach. In fact, behind me on the green screen is the pool there. Pool was in magazines. It was a 12 foot wide waterfall from the second floor balcony into the pool. Um, it's just spectacular home. Um, you know, $10 million place, uh, $8 million place. I'm sorry, 10,000 square feet. Um, it was Gulf to Bay. I went the beach on one side. I had my boats on the backside it was like a slice through an island but that was unthinkable when i was 18 and the reason i bring that up is so don't limit yourself there's nothing you can't do you just have to make a decision and take action so you know when you're doing your goals make sure you you you, you go big and see here's the thing i forgot other thing i forgot to mention i'm sorry it's early for me at a late night um the the when you write your goals it triggers something in your brain called your reticular activating system and that's that filter it's subconscious in your brain that points you subconsciously, you're not aware of this, it points you in the direction it thinks you're interested in. And I guess the greatest example I can give you is when you first buy a car, you never really notice them and you drive off the lot and you see yeah. them everywhere. Okay, were they there before? Of course they were, but that's your reticular activating system. And so just writing the goals down, is, is, is a huge step in, in the right direction there. And then you want to associate with them regularly. And I'll tell you how to do that in a second. But um, but uh, just make sure, you know, and if you're analytical, don't keep them in your head. You got to write them down. If you're in your head, you're dead. Super important. All right. So um, back to you've got your you've got your four goals. Number one in your top three, one your goals. And you've written your reasons why they it's an absolute must, including the negative ones. Then you must get pictures. OK. And like I was giving you some examples, I'll give you some more. When I had the Corvette. That was back when the TV show Magnum PI was out it's before you were born, Sterling. But the actor's <laughs> name, actor's name was Tom Selleck. And oh, look made, at your vision board. I made dude. I made this after attending your boot camp last oh, year. Oh, look at that. Oh, I freaking <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me look at that for a minute. Don't, don't, don't take it away for oh, that's freaking awesome, dude. Oh, I love that. And you and you and you and you articulated how you do a million a year, how much you need a month per day, per week. I freaking love that, man. I love the pictures of the homes. The vehicles, love it, man. Freaking love it, dude. I love it. So, um, yeah, vision boards, vision boards really work, guys. Um, I've got, you know, I've I've got multiple vision boards behind my green screen here, and you know, some of you analytical ones are going, oh, come on, let's get on with the real estate content. Trust me, this is more freaking important. Okay, it, this it is, is how. It, yeah. It is. I know so many people that are so much smarter than me and more analytical than me and not as successful as me. I harp right. on the mindset stuff as much as I know you do. And yeah. every single successful person I know eats this stuff up and every yeah. unsuccessful person I know tells me how stupid it is. Yeah. Well, there you, there you go. There you go. I didn't, I didn't want to call you out that harshly, but, but that's the truth of it. And, 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 and so, you know, um, 
let me give you some more examples for me personally. So, you know, that was when the TV show Magnum PI was out. The guy drove a Ferrari 308s. First time I saw an exotic car. And I'm like, oh man, that's freaking awesome. So I got a picture of that car, put it on the visor of my Corvette within a year or two out of Maserati, looked just like it. Last example, I'm the guy that always wanted a Lamborghini. I had, you know, posters in my room, the Countach is the one that, that I thought was the coolest, although that's not what I got. But my son collected models of exotic cars and he had a model, he had, you know, he had Ferraris and Porsches and this is when he was nine years old. He had McLarens and all that stuff. And, but he had a model of the exact same color and style Lamborghini that I ended up buying. And so get pictures. In fact, I'll show you something. I know you put these on YouTube and those of you on iTunes, I'll just describe what I'm showing. This is my planner, it's on today. In the back of this thing are pictures that have been in here for 20 years, okay? My kids are 30 and 26 right now. These are when they were young. So these are my gratitude pictures. Why do I have a gratitude section? Because everything you get in life starts with gratitude, okay? So these are the pictures of things I'm grateful for. Then I've got pictures of things that I wanted. This top picture is, the, is just like that house I built on the beach before I ever built it. I had 10 foot high glass like that, 80 foot long, travertine floors just like that, look just like that. And this bottom picture looks just like the compound I have now. I, you know, I lost that big house and all the craziness. Um, and um, you know, now I live in a compound. I've got six buildings. I've got a big main house, two bedroom guest house. I've got an exercise facility. I built an awesome video studio above it because you know, I had to go virtual with my events. Um, now, thank God I'm going live again. Um, but but uh, I had, you know, I had thousands of people attend my virtual events, you included. Um, and, and, and because God's got a sense of humor, I'm in this compound. <laughs> my old house is right across the bay that I lost in all the craziness. It's literally right across the bay. You can see it every day when I walk out there. But then I've got, you know, stupid crap. Like I've got a few hundred thousand dollars worth of watches. And again, this is just stuff I thought was important at one time. The Lamborghini before I ever got it, you know, Rolls Royce, Bentley you know, Range Rover, all this stuff I thought was important at one time, but you replace that with what you think is important, but get pictures, put them around you. I've got pictures of things that I want on the walls here with me. I've got the vision boards like, like uh, Sterling's got. So make sure that you do that as well. And uh, that's all I got, man. So that's, but, awesome. that's, not, that's not all I got actually, but, but that's the <laughs> biggest thing. Let me, let me tell you a couple other super important things as it relates to success. Um, another one is you've got to make a decision. You know, you, you got to have the goals. That, that's how you get the burning desire. Like Napoleon Hill talks about in his book, Think and Grow Rich. You've got to have that burning desire. But once you've got that, you got to make a decision. And I don't mean a one foot in, one foot out sort of thing. I mean, it is freaking done. The Latin root for the word decision means to cut off. You're going to attack the island. You burned your ships because you're taking their damn ships home. Okay, that's a decision. It's done. Okay, so you got to make a decision. Then you have to take the first step. You know, so many analytical people get caught up trying to envision the whole road. I'm going to tell you in our business, this multifamily game, um, my most successful students are the most analytical ones. No question. But they're the hardest to get to take action because they have to check every little box before they make a decision. I'm going to tell you if that's you pay attention to that because you don't have to see the whole road to get started. You know, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King said, you know, Take that first step in faith and the next step will be revealed. Lao Tzu said the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, but you got to take that step. We in our business, we have the law of the first deal as well. I see it with my students all the time. It's the scariest. You know, they're in, you know, six months, um, you know, they haven't got a deal. Eight months, they haven't got a deal. But but once they get that first deal, next thing you know, they have six. And I'm like, what the hell happened? And, and you know, I want to share something I'm really proud of. My my warriors, my coach or men, coaching mentorship students now own over 47,000 doors that I'm aware of. And I've only been teaching under wow. four years. I'm really proud of that. Yeah. And so 
Um, by the way, let me talk about my boot camp real quick before I forget. Sure. So, so it's December 3rd, 4th, and 5th. My live events are three days because I had a lot of other content that I can't do in the two-day virtual So that you went to, but it's three full days. Um, it's not a sales pitch. I, yeah, I talk about my coaching for about 30 minutes. Um, then beyond that, it's all content. And um, you know, we go through everything from building your team to finding deals, to evaluating those deals, to due diligence, to to um, financing them, how to syndicate. I have a syndication attorney teach that part. I have a finance broker teach that part. Everything else I teach, but but and and you know how to do property management um, and all the all all the above and then some. And of course, I spend a good bit on mindset. There's a reason my students sure. are so successful because they take action. And so I spend it. You know, with some you will laugh, you will cry. I promise you, you because we it's not your typical real estate boot camp and. You know, um, we, we, we're shooting, I think we're at about 700 people right now for the event. Um, so it's going to be a nice size one. And, uh, and it's it, talk about the networking is off the chain. I mean, for those of you who don't know, I mean, this business is a team sport and it's not like flipping or wholesaling. You, you can't do this by yourself. The multifamily game is at least the multifamily commercial multifamily game. You need a team. And that's the beautiful thing about this business is you don't have to know it all. See, in my partnership, I'm the mouthpiece at this point, although it's kind of ironic because I used to be incredibly introverted, uh, you know, from you know, getting beat up in school when I was young and so on and so <laughs> forth. But, but, you know, my partner is super analytical and, and I see that combination very often where it's an analytical person with an outgoing person. Those are some of the most successful partnerships I see, you know, on my podcast. So I host a podcast, it's called Lifetime Cash Flow Through Real Estate Investing. We're about to hit 12 million downloads. So I'm super proud of that as well. And the reason it's done so well, I know is because I spend time on mindset. You know, I do these clips called Own Your Power and, and they're five minute clips. So, you know, I hope you'll check it out because, um, you know, it's so important. And I've got hundreds of them on there. They're five minutes long. And if you listen to me once a week, I will juice you. I promise you there's music, you know, there, I'm really proud of those. That's my best work. And, uh, like this week was about 100% responsibility. Um, but uh, back to the pod, back to the boot camp. If you want to come, the website is multifamilybootcamp.com. Or if you're driving in your car, text multifamily to 72345. But remember this use the code RODFRIEND because the price is $597 now, but you can come for $197 if you use the code RODFRIEND. So multifamilybootcamp.com or text multifamily to 72345. And use the code Rod Friend. And not only do you get the boot camp ticket, even if you can't come to the boot camp, the bonuses I give are worth probably 10 times what I'm charging. Uh, you get my new courage and confidence course, which is freaking awesome. It's eight modules and uh and and it teaches you about building your courage and confidence to take action. I'm really proud of that. That's brand new. Now I've also got a finding deals course that's fairly new as well. That's all the strategies around finding deals, because finding deals is the toughest thing right now. So you get those, sure. you also get you also get the PDF. And the um, audible version of my number one best-selling book, How to Create Lifetime Cash Flow Through Multifamily Properties. So you get all of that with the ticket. So again, if you can't, and by the way, if you decide to get a ticket and you can't make the Orlando event, I'm going to have a virtual event the end of March. And you can use the ticket for that as well and then have those bonuses right now. So again, uh, text multifamily72345 and use the code RODFRIEND. I appreciate you letting me plug that because, um, you know, I, I, I want to reach as many people as I can. But again, get pictures of your goals, put them around you, um, make a decision, take that first step, and then be careful who you associate with. The last thing I want to mention about mindset is peer group. 
You are who you hang out with. You show me your three best friends. I'll show you who you are. You're in, in your relationship, in your health, in your happiness, and in your finances. That's just that's just it. And so most people, you know, default to the people they work with or the people they went to school with. Big mistake because those people might be afraid of your jealousy. Yeah, afraid or jealous of your success or your desire for success and out of their love for you or their fear of being embarrassed or their jealousy, they will hold you back. And so sure. proactively choose who you're going to hang out with. Super important. So I can, I could keep going, but we'll stop there on a the mindset piece. I know it. And, and, and I just want to, you know, echo everything you said and, and tell everyone that there's a tremendous amount of value. And, and as you said, from about a team sport and from the networking aspect, that's always the most value. I was sitting in the back of the event this past weekend when you were speaking and I was talking to Dugan Kelly and he said, he said, you've been to these events a bunch of times. What, what, what you know, you got to know the content by now. Why do you keep coming back? And I'm like the people, it's the people I meet when I'm here. You know, that's uh, such a huge part. So, yeah. so you do see people that we know that content, like the back of our hand, right. But we just keep coming back for, for the I, I followed Tony Robbins. I followed Tony Robbins around the planet for 20 years and I could, I could probably do his presentations by this point, <laughs> uh, but you always get new distinctions and you meet incredible people. Like you said, this business is, is your network is your net worth period. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, that was a that was a good event. It was hard on me because I've got some personal stuff happening. I think you heard me talk about. It. I'm sure if you were there. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, so switching gears a little bit, can we talk a little bit about what happened in 2008? And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And and yeah. what you're doing differently today? Yeah, no, absolutely. So a lot of people ask me that, and here's the thing: they're like, "Were you over leveraged?" No, I was at a 30 percent loan to value. I only owed 30 cents on the dollar, and I still crashed and burned. Here's why. I was totally focused on value instead of cash flow. So I had 800 houses. They were two hours north of me, two hours south of me, and everywhere in between. And Florida has no state income tax. So they have higher property taxes. So that's number one, impact cash flow. Number two, I had properties in wind and flood zones. Higher insurance, impact cash flow. But here's what killed me. If I had to send a maintenance guy to one of my apartment complexes at the time, everything's the same. Plumbing parts are the same. The locks are the same. The HVAC is the same. Appliances are the same. Windows, everything. So we could stockpile parts and they could be in and out in an hour, maintenance guy. Well, if I had to send someone to one of my houses that's an hour or two away um, or even close, doesn't matter. Everything's different. Then they have to go see what's wrong. Go find a Home Depot or a Lowe's where we had an account, pick up the parts. And I don't know about you, Sterling, but anytime... Rod's happy ass tries to fix something. I end up going to Home Depot. I end up going to Home Depot more than once. Okay, so what sure. took you know an hour at one of my maintenance, uh, one of my apartment complexes took all day at one of my houses. And you multiply, and these were C class houses as well. I, you know, um, you know, there's A, B, and C and D class houses. D's the sure. hood. A's brand new. Well, these were C, and and that demographic is harder on the houses. You're gonna have a lot more maintenance with a C class property. They're older as well, and so I had tons of maintenance, and that really killed my cash flow. And then um, the coup de grace, it was, I didn't pay attention to demographics at that time. I, I mean, if you had a good job, you had good credit, I didn't care. But I discovered that a lot of my tenants were contractors, plumbers, electricians, drywallers, roofers, painters, and retail. They were in retail as well, which all fell off a cliff in 08 and 09. And so, sure. you know, they couldn't pay the rent. And then, and then what's really crazy is my my portfolio absolute actually went upside down it dropped more than 70 percent, and i'm like screw it i'm done i was out and i hate it because if i still had those houses my god you know they'd all be free and clear at this point but but here's the thing that was interesting and the reason i started my podcast 
is my multifamily did just fine through the crash. It pulled back about 11%, but I could easily survive that. And, and the other thing is, which is interesting, is multifamily's rents were back to pre, were higher than 2006 levels within three years of the crash. Super resilient, bounced back very, very quickly. And that's why the, the subtitle of my book at the bottom is the new rules of real estate investing, i.e. the new rules are forget value, focus on cash flow, period. It's all about cash flow. And, uh, you know, don't tell me what, what someone else paid for it 10 years ago and what you get it for now. It doesn't matter. Tell me what the numbers are, what's your returns on your money, so on and so forth. And that's why I love multifamily. You know, when this, when this COVID blip happened, um, the government didn't help retail owners to speak of. I mean, retail, you know, that own strip centers didn't help office sure. building owners, um, you know, but they helped landlords because there was tons of rent relief. We're still getting rent relief checks. So, um, you know, that's why I love this business. It's resilient. It's safe. Um, it's, it's, it, people always need a place to live. And, and here's the other thing. Inflation is coming with this current administration spending trillions. I, if you want to sure. see something interesting. It's already at, here. <laughs> oh, no, it's already started. But it's it, it just getting started. It is just getting started. And if you want to see something crazy, look at a picture of a million dollars against a trillion dollars. It'll blow or a billion even. Look at a billion against a trillion. It'll blow your mind. And it's just an incredibly staggering amount of money. They're just printing. They're just print, 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 print. And it's, 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 they're, I don't, don't get me started on the political side of that because it's just <laughs> lunacy to me. But, but, you know, it's going to hurt the economy for sure. And, um, but, but in inflation, not, yeah, you got to pay more for goods, but what else do you think goes up? Rent. Rent. That's right, <laughs> baby. So let me tell you. You know, if you own some real estate, you are in a probably the best hedge against inflation, period. So, you know, I, I, that's why I, I love this business and, and I'm trying to snap up everything I can, you know, before it really hits hard, but it's coming. It's really coming for sure. Absolutely. And, and, and I keep uh, spreading that message as well. Where, where do you, where are you buying today and why are you buying sure. there? Sure, sure. So I, we've got assets. Uh, I've got three in Dallas, one in San Antonio. Uh, uh, we're selling our one in Kentucky. We've got one in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, got one in Beaver Creek, Ohio, which is a suburb of Dayton, a very wealthy suburb. Got one here in Sarasota, one northwest of Atlanta, one in South Carolina. I, I try to focus southeast. I'll, I did go up to Ohio. I love Ohio as well. I'm looking at my map here. That's why I'm I'm away from my mic here, but uh, love Texas, love Florida, of course, love Georgia, um, love Tennessee. I don't have anything there yet, but love it. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's where I'm buying. Why? Because there's 80 million baby boomers getting old and getting cold. So I want to be more South than North. That's number one. Number two, you want to stay close to home too. I mean, why would I buy in freaking Washington when I live in Florida. That's just silly. That's full day travel each way. That's goofy. You know, there's enough low hanging fruit near where you live. So it's, it's silly to, for me to go across the country. Although my partner is, you know, he's in Phoenix and he's been hinting that he'd love to buy something in Phoenix, but he lives there. So that's cool. I don't have to go. He can handle it. But, uh, but you know, th that's my rationale is, is, is baby boomers moving South. My rationale is people, you know, I, I, I only buy in red States. Again, that's not a political statement. It's because the blue States just don't like landlords. They, their, their laws are just ridiculously restrictive. So why, why, why bother? I mean, go, go, go where there's lower hanging fruit. So um, I, I buy only in red States. Um, and again, I don't care what your politics are. That is a business decision. So. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah.
Awesome. So what would you recommend for somebody just getting started? I know we talked about mindset and, and how important that is, but what are the, what are the next actionable items well, that you don't, don't dabble. Okay. Dabblers get their butts kicked. Okay. You've got to learn the business. Okay. And, and this business is a team sport and you've got to build your competence first. I don't care if you do it with me, um, but, but you've got to build your, go to YouTube university, whatever, but build your competence first. That will equate to your confidence. And then you have the ability to influence people. Okay. But it starts with competence. You've got to know what it is you're, you're doing. There's more zeros in our business. You know, it's not like single family. There's extra zeros. So you've got to learn the business. So don't dabble. That's number one. Number two, just take massive freaking action. Anybody that outworks their competition will always be a success. Number three, don't fear failure, fear regret. Okay. We fail our way to success. I've built, I call them seminars when it, instead of a failure, that was a $50 million seminar. I've built 27 businesses in my life so far. Several have been worth tens of millions of dollars. Most have been spectacular flaming seminars. Okay. <laughs> and, and again, we fail our way to success. I got to meet the billionaire owner of Spanx, the women's undergarments, uh, Sarah Blakely. In fact, she just sold it, I think for a billion dollars cash, but a uh, beautiful human being. But I met her at her mastermind. And she told me that her dad used to ask her and her brother about on a weekly basis, what have you failed at this week? And I thought, what a freaking awesome question to ask, to ask your kids to not fear failure. I wish I'd have had that went back when my kids were more impressionable, but awesome question. Yeah, again, fear being in the same place you are a year or two from now than you are right now, unless you absolutely love where you are right now. That's what I would tell you to fear. That's so step, uh, yeah, that's enough. <laughs> I can keep going, but yeah. So what it where do you stand on um, operators with a day job? So there's a lot of in the real estate oh, space. Yeah, there's no, a I've lot of converse. I've got a lot of students that, 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 that have built incredible fortunes on the side. Okay. That have retired from very high paying day jobs. Sure. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, I mean, there are several I'm thinking of right now that, 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 you know, have done extremely well uh, doing this on the side with families, with children, um, you know, uh, nights, weekends, whatever they had to do to make it happen. It's just a decision. You know, you just have to, again, you, you're willing to grind for a few years. You live the rest of your life. Like most people can't, that's just the truth of it. In fact, Absolutely. I've got a, I've got a sign on my wall, focus, grind now, play later. Okay. I've got some other statements on the wall. You know, I am success. I am the best in the world at what I do. I'm a business genius. Again, not not ego. This is what I'm inspiring to be. Anything you put the words I am in front of is an identity statement. There's no greater force in the human psychology than the need to be consistent with how we identify ourselves. So, you know, I scream that stuff at the top of my lungs when I'm jogging or in my exercise room. In fact, my kids, if you meet my son at my, my daughter can't make it uh, this time, but my, if you meet my son, at my boot camp, the question he gets most often is, does he really do that shit? Does he really yell that stuff? <laughs> and, and he's like, oh yeah, we had to listen to that. But, you know, again, that's how I, that's how I bounce back from, you know, to the yeah. success that I have today, how we bought 2,500 units in the last uh, couple of years with my students. Um, so, yeah. That's awesome. One of the things that I really loved about the event and watching you speak the first time was your focus on on family and spirituality mm -hmm. and having a yeah. real well-rounded approach. Yeah. I, I, I think that's, you know, sometimes we get, we get so aggressive being business sharks that we leave that behind. And, and that comes really down to like, who do you want to, who do you want to model your life after? You know, like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be a billionaire who's 
has five ex-wives and my kids hate me. You know what I mean? Like I, I want, I want to, to, I've, I've actually had business coaches approach me and I'm, I'm a big proponent of, of coaching and, and mm-hmm. buying education and all that. But, you know, it was a single guy who decided to never get married or have kids. And I'm like, well, I just, I don't think that like, our lifestyles align. I want somebody who's going to teach me how to be a great father and a great husband while I'm succeeding at business. If you want to, if you want to get cut up and ripped, don't find the the heavy, the heavy guy at the gym to train with or a woman or whatever. You want the guy that looks like you, you are and the same thing in business. Well, let me share a couple of things um, because I'm really glad you brought that up. Um, First of all, being there for the people that matter. One of my greatest regrets in life was coming home to my kids every day in that mansion on the beach. And I would play with them, but I was distracted. I wasn't there mentally. It's the greatest regret in my life to this day. My kids will tell you I was an incredible dad, but I didn't live up to my own expectations. And so one of the things I teach at my boot camp is this planning process that helps mitigate that so that you make sure you carve out time for the people that matter. Because I'm going to tell you, your spouse, your child would rather have 15 minutes of your total focus than an hour of distraction. So I spend time teaching that because it's so freaking important. All right. Second thing I want to share is doing this for the right reasons. So I remember floating in that pool behind me, okay? I worked for this house for 20 freaking years. Two months after I moved in, I'm floating in that pool at night one night. Pool's changing colors. It's got fiber optic lighting. Let me just describe this house a little more. So again, I told you it's Gulf to Bay, beach on one side, boats on the backside, elevator, wine cellar. Um, you know, there was a spiral staircase up through the middle of the house, had carved metal with these brass um, balls that were embedded in it. Just gorgeous freaking staircase. On the second floor, I had aquariums built around it that cost me almost 200 grand. So this gives you an idea of the house. So two months after I moved in, I'm floating in this thing, looking up at this testament to my ego. This is the truth of it. It was to prove the world I was good enough. And it's embarrassing to admit that, but that's the truth. And I, I, I'm looking up at this thing and I got depressed and I'd worked for this for 20 years. And this is two months after I moved in. Okay. And I got depressed. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? I've just achieved success like times a thousand. And I mean, I had the two Mercedes, I had the Maserati, I had the boats, the jet skis, all the stuff. Okay. What was going on were several things. Number one is, and this ties into goals. You should never achieve a big goal without having other goals lined up behind it. You need a vision for the future. Like, like the good book says, without a vision, the people perish. And I didn't know what I was going to do next. So that's number one. Number two is it's never about the goals. Like they say, the happiest days of a boat owner's life are the day he buys the boat, the day they sell the boat. It's, it's, it's about who you become on your path to the goals. It's about progress and growth. So that was number two. And I didn't know what I was going to do to, to grow at that point. It's like, what's next after this? How do I top this? But the third thing, that I think was the most impactful for me and probably should be for you as well is I'd been totally focused on me, rod, 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 show the world I'm good enough, show the world I matter. And I, that, that year I bought some books to, you know, bring myself back. And one of them was a Tony Robbins book. And I went and saw him live and, and saw that he fed families for the holidays. And I'm like, you know, what a concept, do something for someone else. I had to be 40 to get that freaking memo, but um, embarrassing to admit again. So I went home and I called my brother because I was going to Thanksgiving in Denver to see him and my uh, the rest of my family. And I said, let's feed five families. So he called his church and and found out who really needs help. He got five families. Third family changed my life. We we go up to this, this crappy one bedroom, wasn't even a one bedroom, it's crappy home. Um, and the one we bought toys for the kids. She had five kids. We, we, uh, you know, frozen Turkey, big box, a couple boxes of food. 
And she comes out on the porch and she sees this stuff and she starts crying. And then her kids come out and a couple of the older ones start crying and I start crying and I'm freaking hooked. And, and I'm blessed to say in the last 21 years, we've now fed over 110,000 children for the holidays. We've done tens of thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies here in, in Sarasota and Bradenton, Florida. We've done tens of thousands of teddy bears to um, local police departments for their officers to keep in their vehicles when they encounter a child that's been traumatized. And I don't say this to brag, but there's a message here, guys, those of you listening, okay? If you're not giving back in some fashion, you need to start immediately. You need to find out what you're passionate about and give back now. Tony Robbins calls it the science of achievement versus the art of fulfillment. Achievement is a science. If you want to learn multifamily, just come see me. I will give you the steps, the blueprint. You just got to do it, period. There's no secret sauce there. You just have to do it. So it is a science. But fulfillment is an art because you have to find what juices you. Maybe it's children like me. Maybe it's the elderly. Maybe it's the environment, animals, whatever it is that juices you, do something now. Don't tell me you'll do it when you have money. Do it now. Why? Because we've been taught to achieve to be happy. And, you know, like we can't be happy unless we've achieved. I'm going to tell you, if you give back, you'll be happily achieving. And I know that's a play on words, but it's really important. So if you're young and you're saying, I'll do it when I have the money, do it now because you get the money faster. Now you don't do it for that reason, but, but that's just the way God works. The universe, whatever you believe, you get it back a hundredfold or more. And so give back, even if it's just your time and you'll be happily achieving, you'll be fulfilled and, and you're going to get the success faster, bottom line. So, um, I don't know if that answered your question, but that's absolutely all I okay. Good. And for this, for the sake of time, because I could sit here and talk all day, but I know you don't have all day. I'm going to hop over to our radio round. Just give us uh, three quick awesome. questions for our listeners. The first one is what's your favorite book? Well, I'm going to give you several because my, my love Perfect. language is gifts. There's a book called the five languages of love. In fact, I had an author on my show. It was a real treat for me because I've given away thousands of copies of his book. Everybody feels love a different way. And so you need to know if you love anybody, you need to know how they feel love. It's super important. So get that book. Um, and then my students get tons of, they get a gift from me almost every month. They get a book of some sort. So some of the books I gift are Turning Pro, Stephen Pressman, Becoming a Professional, Not Being an Amateur, whatever you do, become a professional. Another one is The Slight Edge, those little decisions we make every day that traject our life up or down. Okay, another good book. Gary Keller's One Thing. I had, I had uh, his his co-author, Jay Papasan, on my show. Um, that's a great book. Um, um, Hal Elrod's Miracle Morning, okay, sure. about what to do every morning when you get up. I had him on the show, beautiful human being. So there's some, that's, that's enough. Those are all awesome. good though. Yeah. Great, great selections. What's your favorite quote? Oh, I've got some on my desk here. Uh, let's see. What would you attempt if you could not fail, right? What would you do if you awesome. couldn't fail? Winston Churchill, Never, ever, 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 ever freaking give up. That was in World War II. I mean, I, my favorite is probably Tony Robbins, Live With Passion. You know, I don't know if you can feel the passion in my communication here, but it's because I freaking love what I do. You know, I, there's a, on the wall behind me are hundreds of thank you cards from, from you know, you can't even see the whole wall back here is covered with them. And, um, you know, uh, that's my greatest gift in life. Every day I, I, I get some love. I mean, it's just, I got a couple of emails already this morning from a warrior. Hey, you know, uh, thank you for all the hard work you put into our group, the mindset you teach since joining your group. I've written my future life in great detail. I mean, this is just right here on my email chain. I mean, I literally get love 10 times a day minimum. And this is not ego. It's just, you know, it's just such a blessing for me. I get gifts. I get cards. I get DMS. I get emails every day. And so I'm addicted. I mean, I work Sunday. Sometimes my wife puts up with it and, uh, 
Um, so that's going to make so, my next question difficult. What's your favorite thing to do when you're not working? Um, I love boating. I love fishing. I love anything I do with my beautiful bride. I mean, she is supermodel, beautiful, um, inside and out. And, uh, and so anything I do with her, I'm happy. So it doesn't matter if we're just sitting, having coffee, whatever. Um, so just my favorite thing is to be with her candidly. Awesome. And awesome. I live to, and I live to serve her guys. You want to have a great relationship, live to serve each other. That is a world-class freaking relationship. We, we, we work to outserve each other and, and it doesn't get any better than that. In fact, if you asked her what Rod's purpose in life is, she would tell you to make her happy. True story. So, so when she's awesome. pissed at me, I'm, I'm like, Hey, did you remember what Rod's purpose in life was? <laughs> yeah. So how can our listeners uh, follow you, get in touch with you, find yeah. out more about you? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Come to the boot camp for God's sakes. If you can make it, just do it. I promise you'll be glad to came. And if you come to me on Sunday, the last day and say, you didn't freaking love it. I don't mean like it. I mean, love it. I'll give you your money back right there on the spot. Okay. No, never happened, but by God, I'll make sure I got a couple hundred bucks if you do, but I promise you, uh, you'll love it. Um, so come to that, but if not, then go to realestatewithrod.com. That's a direct link to rodcleaf.com. Nobody can spell my name, but realestatewithrod.com. And I've got tons of books there, free books. I've got articles. I've got videos. I've got so much free content there. Um, another thing is I've got the largest multifamily Facebook group in the world. If you go to multifamilycommunity.com, it's a direct link to that group. And again, peer group is everything, guys. There's 43,000 plus people in there that want more out of life. So great place to meet other people. You can't promote there, but you can, you know, there's lots of educational stuff there and questions get asked. They get answered by lots of people. And it's just a great environment. Um, my podcast, Lifetime Cash Flow Through Real Estate Investing. I hope you'll give it a listen. Um, you know, I interview the best multifamily players in the world. Um, and um, and the, again, those motivational clips, I think you'll really enjoy as well. So that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Rod. I, I'm you, eternally bro. grateful and always appreciate it. My pleasure, buddy. It's good to see you. Thanks for tuning in to the Rent Roll Radio Show brought to you by Cressworth Capital. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a rating and review. You can also visit us at crestworthcapital.com or rentrollradio.com or follow us on Facebook at rentrollradio or at Crestworth Capital. If you would like to reach us, feel free to shoot us an email at info at rentrollradio.com or sterling at crestworthcapital.com. We hope you come back next week to join us on some more of our journey. Until then, happy investing.